Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode here on the Ring Scoops podcast. Uh, I'm that Ring Scoops guy. I just wanted to give a, a quick intro and a disclaimer to the upcoming episode. Um, there are two different disclaimers I'd like to uh, talk about. The first one is to let you guys know that there was a slight issue while the, we recorded this episode. Um, Kat and I were on the Anchor app using the Record with Friends feature as we usually do. Uh, most of the time we don't have any issues, but uh, a few weeks ago we had an issue where there was a lot of syncing problems on the podcast, and unfortunately we ran into the same problem with this recording. So you may notice uh, several times where we both overlap each other on the recording, or there'll be a long distance of dead air on certain situations as well. That's because there, for some reason the Anchor app decided that it was going to glitch out and um, create a sync problem between both of us. Um, we are going to going forward. We're going to have different recording techniques, different software, and whatnot to hopefully prevent this from happening again. So I want to put the disclaimer out there. Uh, so please bear with us on that episode. The other disclaimer um, is that this discussion that Cat and I have on this podcast is very sensitive. Uh, sensitive dialogue uh it may cause uh, trigger warnings i want to give everybody out there uh, a fair advance warning of that we talk about the speaking out movement a cat opens up about her own personal experiences and whatnot and so i just want to let everybody out there know that this is uh definitely a um an episode that has a lot of sensitive material in it so please beware and um without further ado this is the podcast this week with Kat and I talking about speaking out. There's it's just, oh my God, it, it, it's crazy. The wrestling is, is very, uh, it goes like, not only does the ratings and the products and everything go through roller coasters, ups and downs, peaks and valleys, but it seems like stuff to talk about in the world of professional wrestling also kind of has peaks and valleys. Cause sometimes it would be a very slow day. There's nothing going on. There's nothing to talk about. Then all of a sudden, boom, you get T-boned and you get all this, all this richness to talk about. And you pointed out to me this week, something um, that has stemmed out of that big T-bone that hit the wrestling world back in June. Uh, regarding the the speaking out movement, um, you want to elaborate a little bit on that for our listeners out there? Well, it, it's a whole thing of you know the this one female indie wrestler is now facing legal action against her for speaking out against her abusers. You know, and it it shows exactly to me being a a female wrestling fan, also being a female in general, why most females just don't speak Mm -hmm. in the first place. You know, it's a whole thing of people are always like, oh, well, you should have just spoke up about it. For what? You're literally just going to fight us. You're literally just going to argue every second of the day. And 
we got to go through all these million hoops just to prove it to you. You, you kind of cut out there for a minute. Can you, can you please repeat that? I said the fact that, you know, people want all these women to go through all these hoops and jump through all these things to have so much proof to prove that it yep. really happened. And they wonder why it is that women don't speak. That's, that is unfortunate. I, I do see that going on a lot with um, – with these brave people that are speaking out, um, you know, both men and women, you know, um, like with the Velveteen Dream oh, situation, yeah. with um, you know everything going on with that. Um, that yeah, with this theory. situation here that that you had brought up um, with Mariah May um, being threatened with legal action against her. Uh, that's I'm reading these, uh, these tweets that she put out. Uh, she put out nine tweets um, a few days ago and she had to open up a GoFundMe so she can get uh, some help with uh, the legal debt. Cause you know, court takes a good chunk of time and money. And uh, during this pandemic, you know, she's unable to, you know, work enough shows to be able to pay for that. Um, Especially since London is just barely allowing the wrestlers to start having. She shows. is uh, based in the UK, right? UK. Cat. I'll go. Yes. Um, yeah, I just. You know, I it's hard for me to speak on this subject because one, I've I've never gone through anything like this. I have no idea, you know, what goes through uh, the mindset. I I I can't I can't fathom the thought of the people that do this to other people, like the the attackers, the uh, the abusers, and whatnot. I. I would never, I would never be able to understand that. That kind of thought process has never entered my mind. It's extremely foreign to me. On the other side of the fence, um, yeah, you know, being a victim of it, I've never been a victim of it, so I have no idea as to having been a victim. I understand. You yourself have been a victim of sexual misconduct. Yes. Okay. That's not something I've actually admitted before, except for my to my therapist. Why? Well, I, I am very sorry to hear that. Um, I commend you on your bravery for announcing that right now. I really do. Yeah, um, and that's why that that subject hit very close to home to me, and why I told you I wanted to speak on it. I know in the past uh, you and I have had conversations about that. Um, always kept in private. I've never, you know, never said anything because I respect your privacy about that. Um, this is, like I said, I, 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 it's hard for me to put together the words on this because, like I said, I've never dealt with being a victim, and I, I can never imagine 
having the thought process of, of doing that to anybody else. Um, I, I just, I honestly, I, I don't know how to proceed with the conversation. I, I would like for you to take the lead because this is a topic that is very close to you. Um, we need a female voice on this. I don't think we've had that many female voices in the, in the industry on this. I, I mean, what empty, empty out your, your, your thoughts here, pour it out to everybody. It, it very much angered me because again, as someone who's been in a situation like this, where I've even had an abuser blatantly, even just nonchalantly message me, on Facebook Messenger one day and go, hey, remember when I did this to you? Like, yeah, no, thanks. Don't want to remember that. Wow. (laughs) Thanks for being a jackass. Thanks for just ruining my entire day. (laughs) I can't believe somebody would do that. I literally had that happen last year. Jeez. Mind, mind you, I've known this person more than as long as I've known you since I was a teenager. Yeah. And, you know, it was just like out of the blue. It was like, oh, hey, remember this? Like, wait, now you want to have this kind of conversation with me now that you found out that I'm no longer married to my husband? No, go screw yourself. <laughs> They showed no remorse at all towards what happened. No, he literally just went, oh, hey, remember when I, like, abused you while you were sleeping? Jesus Christ. Like, um, first of all, A, why would you omit that? B, why are we having this kind of conversation? And C, why are you talking to me like you want this to happen again? Like, no (laughs) not happening and that's why when everything happened with Mariah May it lit a fire inside of me well yeah I I can imagine why it would Um, it it, it's extremely close home to you Um, oh yeah especially like even with another indie wrestler um, who mainly worked with combat zone that I've talked to a couple of times, um, Chrissy Rivera, who is the ex-wife of Sammy Callahan. To this day, people try telling her that she must be lying about her abuse from Sammy because look at his relationship with Jessica Havoc. I'm like, yes, let's look at his relationship with the racists. And the woman that blatantly told her, well, don't you know victims just lie? Mm. And then goes, I'm supportive of all victims. No, you're not. If you can't even support your boyfriend's victim of his own wife that he cheated on her with you, then, sweetheart, you got problems. And this this history with Sammy Callahan and his ex-wife, that's that's been made public? Oh, many times. Okay. He's been open with it. Okay. And then your your reference earlier when you mentioned Jessica Havoc and you and, and you 
mentioned her as a racist. I, I do remember years ago when she had a tryout with WWE, um, people had brought up screenshots of her in the past on Twitter um, with racist remarks, just to let everybody out there know, you know, for context and clarity, what Kat meant by that. Yeah, um, you can sit there and go, oh, I'm friends with all these people. You said what you said. That obviously tells me that you still feel that way. Yeah. You know, you can be friends with whoever you want to be friends with. But at the end of the day, you still made the decision to make those comments. In um, in the case here with Mariah May, with her, I, I can't I can't imagine that she's like the only one right now that's probably facing a legal action against uh, her accusers, right? I mean, there's got to be more. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt that now that the pandemic is slowly like having things slowly kind of go back to normal, that we're going to see a lot more lawsuits happening. And well, it, it's sad. Yeah, and a lawsuit is, is draining on so many different levels with time, well, it's like look at, finances, look at the mental young health. woman that dealt with uh, Matt Riddle. Yeah. Yeah, she was being threatened a legal lawsuit from the whole thing. That his wife even said the WWE was going to sue her. <laughs> no, I I don't think WWE would would seek legal action. <laughs> I think that right. that that had to have been a blind threat on that <laughs> one, in my opinion. <laughs> um, what? So, I <laughs> I I've never been so speechless and lost with no direction in a, in a topic before in the 21 years that I've been doing podcasting. Um, well, as someone who is studying law, how does this in your mind, like, how does it make you feel as someone who is now studying all this law and all this? Well, the, the first thing that, comes to my mind when I'm looking at a lot of this stuff is um, I'm trying to weed out opinions. I'm trying to separate them. I'm trying to be like Moses separating, you know, the sea. <laughs> There's opinions over on this side that don't even matter and we have to start with making a fact pattern. Um, it's, you know, it's Iraq. Um, not the country, by the way. If anybody out there is like, wait a minute, what the fuck does Iraq have to do with this? <laughs> Um, Iraq is uh, investigate, research, analyze, and, and conclusion. Jeez, um, uh, it's tough. I mean, you you with this kind of stuff, you'd have to obviously you have to interview the, the victim, you have to you have to interview and and get statements from um, those that are being accused. You have to do research on figuring out timelines. Uh, anybody else that gets mentioned in that, you probably would have to bring them into it, talk to it. it it's a whole mess. It's it's just like any other legal situation. It's uh, if, 
if there's a break-in in the house and somebody saw something, I mean, you got to interview those people. You got to look at footage. You got to look at timelines. You got all this stuff. This situation here is it's worse Messy. in my opinion. It's worse <laughs> in my opinion than something like like a home robbery, uh, because. With a home robbery, you know, it's material items that most likely either get damaged or stolen, that kind of stuff. They can be replaced. And you still have that sense of invasion of privacy. You can never feel safe in your own home, that kind of stuff. But with something like this, I mean, this long-lasting mental effects, I would assume. Um, I'm asking you that as you yourself said you are a victim you know, a survivor of sexual misconduct, uh, it, mental health issues play long term, right? I mean, it's nothing that you can just sleep off, right? Oh, hell no. Something it's that something that, that Oh, yeah. And it's something that many times you start to believe in your own mind that you're crazy and that you might have made it up. It also affects not only your mental health, it affects relationships going forward. It can literally make relationships after all of those effects 10 times more harder because the fact that, A, you tend to either start feeling like you have to constantly please that person that's the only way you're going to ever make them happy. Or, B, you start to turn away from that person that you're so afraid that that person's going to do the exact same thing. Like the mental standpoint of it all is the hardest. Especially when your abuser verbally attacks you in places and like, takes away your self-confidence. It's hard to try and rebuild it. And it's something that I still process to learn to do today. And along with that, as, as you mentioned as well, you know, with, with trust issues is a major part of that as well, right? Oh, yeah. As I say, people, there's a reason why sometimes there's a reason why of many factors that I'm divorced. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like you can't trust somebody that, that that's the big issue there. And that when it, I mean, I, I'm only speaking based off of observations because I've never, I've never been married before. So I, I'm assuming uh, a marriage is is built completely on trust. It's com- built completely on communication and and trust and whatnot. And when those are hindered, when those are out the window, that I can imagine that would be a a recipe for a, a very rocky situation. It it's a big recipe for di- disaster because the fact that instead of being able to work together to fix problems you both just kind of ignore it and then it just gets worse and worse and worse and then you just wake up one day and you're like do i even still love this person anymore and i would assume that it's tough too if you if there's somebody that doesn't take the time to get to know 
what's going on, get to know the situation. Uh, there's no if there's no empathy towards it, if they just brush it off, like that's got to be toxic as well, right? Oh yeah, especially if someone just literally goes, "Well, you're just using it as an excuse for why you can't just do this simple thing with me." And it's like, no, it's it's not a whole thing of it being an excuse. It's support your partner at this exact moment as they're telling you this certain thing like is making me uncomfortable because it's bringing me back to that moment of that abuse of that sexual misconduct of you know all these different things it's like again it's right back to that communication if you're not willing to communicate with your partner and all you're gonna do is just start blaming them you're making the situation worse yeah no, I'm with you on that. That's 100% true. Um, communication is more than just talking. Communication is uh, both self-awareness and awareness of other parties around you. Um, it's, you know, picking up on if, if, if you've noticed somebody in an uncomfortable situation, you know, it's a body language change and, you know, it's a different tone of their voice, you know, just knowing and being aware of that not just for yourself, but for other people around you and reading the room is what we mean by communication. Cause there's going to be somebody out there to listen to this and say, well, communication, I, I talk, I talk. I, talking is just one aspect of it. Listening is, is another aspect of it. There's two different types of listening. There's active listening, there's passive listening. And in, in situations like this, you know, People aren't looking for passive listeners. You want an active listener. You want somebody that's going to engage in this. They're going to, they want, and like you, like you were mentioning, you know, with, when it comes to like relationships and marriage and significant others and partners and husbands and wives, those are the people that you are supposed to be able to be um, at your most vulnerable to and to trust them and to have that bond. And when that's broken, that's, that's unfortunate and it sucks because the people that that do these acts these sexual deviants these abusers or whatnot they don't think about that kind of stuff one their thought process is already messed up if it's if they're okay with even committing this act and second they don't think of the long-term consequences they don't think of short-term consequences they don't think of consequences at all that just doesn't affect them in the now and affects everybody it's the ripple effect it's the butterfly effect one they mess they mess with one person like that and they mess with that entire person's entire life oh yeah it's a whole thing of you know so many abusers just go oh well you know it happened i did it oh well you know and the even many abusers will just brush it off. And it's not a, a brush off kind of thing because the fact you're not thinking, you know, because as you said, you're not understanding just how bad of an effect it can have on a victim. Yeah. Yeah. And how it can affect them for the rest of their lives. You know, and not just themselves, but their relationships. 
Oh, yeah. I know even for me, like, there's times when if I'm surrounded by a group of people at work, especially men, I start to get uncomfortable. Because of situations like that. It literally, I literally feel like at that exact moment, I'm about to have a panic attack. And I try and get through helping them as fast as possible so that I can, like, get out of that situation. Or if one of my coworkers is there, I will literally hand them off to ever, to them for them to help the, the group so that I don't have to. Yeah. Because it's still something that still affects me to this day. After so many years. And I, I don't think that's something that a lot of people think about. I think um, when they hear about incidences, when they hear about situations and scenarios, stuff like that, that like, like that, that happens. They don't think about that. You know, they may think it just affects that one person. It affects not only the people that you're close to, but like you just said, you know, you're, if you're at work, you know, and you're dealing, dealing with either coworkers or customers or anything like that. It, yeah, of course that would, that would deal with that. That would affect that kind of relationship with, you know, just every single person that you come in contact with. And it sucks that, that you and other people have to deal with that. And I, it, I feel so bad to know that, you know, that just, that breaks my fucking heart to hear that. It makes me fucking pissed. You know? Yeah. It, it's one of those things of why the whole speaking out movement resonated with me. Yeah. And it, it you know, showed me you know, as a person, like, I'm proud of that people can, like, finally speak. And then this thing with Maria May happened, and I'm just like, this is why people wonder why it is people don't speak. And it's like, my number one thing, like, I was sitting there saying to a, a friend of mine that I was talking to about was I was like, I want you to go on Amazon, and I want you to watch the Lorena show that was produced by Jordan Peele. She goes, isn't that about Lorena Bobbitt? I was like, yeah. The Lorena Bobbitt. Mm. And they also interviewed John Wayne Bobbitt. Did you know that he still to this day tries messaging her and sending her flowers every really? chance he gets? Oh yeah, they even caught it during the documentary. He will text her phone. He figures out her phone number. He found her Facebook, although she went back to her original last name after they divorced. He keeps trying to message her on Facebook, telling her that he loves her and he wants her back and all this other stuff. He constantly is sending her flowers and love letters and everything. Like she had like her entire table filled with letters and and bouquets of flowers that he had sent. Wow. And I'm like, this happened in the 90s. Yeah. And in 2019, this woman is still dealing with this man, still trying to torment her. Now that she's already moved on with her life, has a new man that she's been with for more than 20 years, 
has a daughter, this man is still tormenting her. There's there's nothing she can do about that. She can't have any kind of restraint order or, or anything. She tries. Nothing happens because he's not physically been there and he doesn't threaten her. He just sends her love letters that he loves her. Well, that's definitely something that we need like a, a reform on right there is uh, when it comes to laws and statutes about stalking and harassment to yeah. involve more than just physical contact. We need, we need, we need something to fix that. And even during the documentary, the producer at one of the producers there even questioned him and he goes, that's not me. The producer goes, wait, that's not your Facebook right there. Pulling huh. it up from their phone. They're like, that's not your Facebook. No. Wow. So, John, you're just telling me that somebody is randomly having your exact profile picture and mimicking your entire Facebook page, but it's not you. And he goes, yes. And this is a series or a documentary? It's a documentary on Amazon produced by Jordan Peele. What's the name of it? Lorena. Okay, I'm going to check that out this week. It's a... Four episodes, four, five, six episodes, something like that. A couple okay. episodes. But yeah, it, it's, you know, it's a whole thing of literally talking about rape culture back then and the rape culture of now. Of, yeah. It's still a he said, she said battle. And women are still being blamed. Even now, with domestic violence being so well known, still not many things being done about it. Oh, and and uh, this pandemic has made things worse too, with stay-at-home orders and whatnot. It makes it you know more difficult for victims to get away from these situations because there's nowhere for them to go. Exactly. Yeah. You know. It's like one of the things, like one of my friends who was Southern and said was the people I worry about the most from this whole lockdown and pandemic is, you know, victims of abuse because who's to say we're not going to see, you know, hear about a bunch of these people dying because they're stuck at home with their abuser. Yeah. And, you know, at night, um, I go through uh, TikTok, you know, and I, I see what's in the, the algorithms and whatnot. And I see so many TikTok stories and videos of, of women that have been in abusive relationships that they have video proof. They've got audio proof and they share it with the world. They share their story. They even share um, their outcomes. And a lot, a lot of cases that I've seen on TikTok, a lot of these women are successfully able to get away and they, they do these compare and contrast um, videos where they show, you know, when they just compare and contrast their life before and their life after. And it's just a world of difference it makes. World of difference when they finally get away from all that abuse, mentally, physically, everything. Yeah, I like to say now that now in 2020, 
I'm the strongest person that I ever was, then hell, even in 2009 when I met my ex-husband. Well, you, you and I have known each other for, God, maybe almost 15, 14, 15 years. I, I got to say, I've, I've seen a lot of growth from you, especially in the Since last... 2004. Yeah, around that time. Um, and I've, I've seen tremendous growth from you, especially in the last two or three years. More oh, than anything. Yeah. Going through the process of a divorce and now being divorced. <laughs> well, I commend you yeah. on your strength and your bravery <laughs> on, on the whole ordeal. And amongst other things, other are, you know, on top of the abuse, you know, other things that I've seen, I've witnessed you go through. I commend you so much on your strength. You are one of the strongest people that I know. And, you know, I'm, well, I'm, thank I'm you. proud to say that, you know, we're really good friends. I'm proud that I know you. And I want you to know that, you know, I got your back in anything. Anytime you ever need anything, you let me know. Oh, yeah, most definitely. It's like, you know, one of the things my therapist even reminds me all the time is she goes, look at where you started in January of 2019 of being so afraid of the idea of divorce to now being here in 2020, now divorced and having your voice. And I was like, yeah, it feels pretty damn good to finally have that after so many years. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. It's it's a it's a beautiful thing right there. It really is. Yeah. Really Many is. people wanna always take away the victim's voice, but at the end of the day, you can't stop what their story is and that's why like I said the whole thing for Maria May you know I feel for her the fact that not only is she being sued for all this for for making her statements speaking out she's being told not only to take the tweets down but she's being told to apologize to her abuser that's not right that's that right there, that's beyond gaslighting at that point. That's just not right at all. You're telling a victim to apologize to the abuser because she had the audacity to say something. This is why many times of the wrestling world pisses me off. And the world in general, because of the fact this is what we do to victims. Yeah. And then we turn to them and go, why don't you speak? Hmm. Use your brain. And it's sad because the people that do that, and then when somebody does finally speak up, you know, they, they yell at them, well, why didn't you speak up sooner? Or, you know, how do we know that you're not telling, you know, the truth? You know, and it's, that just messes with people so much, you know, it's, I just I don't I don't get it. Again, the 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 Matt Rid the victim of Matt Riddle. Yeah. That people had the audacity to go. Well, his wife even said that you're full of it, and blah 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 blah. Where's the video proof? Another victim of his, who is a non-binary wrestler, even not only posted the text messages between 
himself and Matt Riddle voicemails from Matt Riddle and still got told that they had to be live. It's like, really? It's blatantly Matt Riddle on the phone, guys. <laughs> well, and then when he finally... Y'all are stupid. When he finally eventually came out and stated that he did have an affair and people still took his side... Oh, yeah, that was after um, the young woman, I think her name was Candy, uh, posted the photos. And then fans went, oh, yeah, that was during the time of NXT Live. They were all at the restaurant with uh, Damian Damian Priest, a.k.a. Punishment Martinez. And she was there with Matt. And Matt was kissing all over her. Oh, wow. Now all of a sudden you all want to believe her? But you're still saying that she's at fault. Well, yes, yeah, that's the God. thing, too, is even with all that going on, there's still <laughs> people out there that are still going to believe him. All that proof. Oh, well, he, 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 he should, you know, be forgiven because he just cheated on his wife, guys. Uh, that's bullshit. That is. That's just complete bullshit. I, you know, earlier when you were talking about, um, you know, uh, these uh, these people that have been victims and, and platforms and whatnot. I, I want to let everybody out there know right now that this is a platform that you can feel safe on. If, if anybody out there is listening to this and you need to get your voice out there about anything, you are more than welcome to come on to the show, talk with Kat and I, talk with Kat by, by yourself. Don't, I don't even have to be there. You don't feel comfortable with having me on there. That's fine. That's cool. Cat, take the lead on it. Uh, this is this is a platform for everyone out there. So, if anyone out there is listening, you want a voice, you're more than welcome. That's that's an open invitation right now to to any and all victims out there. Any and all victims. Uh Cat. Um, as we wrap things up for this episode, are there any final thoughts that you want to get out there? Any 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 uh, anything that's on your mind? Anything that's on my mind is victims don't be afraid to continue speaking out because at the end of the day, your abuser just wants to control and have that power. And the minute you speak out is you making them lose that power. And you're giving yourself your power back. So don't be afraid to have your, bow- your power back because damn it, you fucking deserve it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everybody out there for tuning in to this episode of the Ring Scoops podcast right here on ringscoops.com, youtube.com slash ringscoops, anchor.fm slash ringscoops. If you would like to follow Ring Scoops on social media, it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all with the same username, Ring Scoops, and also twitch.ringscoops.com. If you want to check out some of the live Twitch feeds, uh, the streams that we do, it's like Slam and Jam and whatnot. It's good stuff, man. And, uh, of course, ProWrestlingTees.com slash RingScoops as well for all your RingScoops merchandise. ProWrestlingTees.com slash RingScoops. That's it for this episode of the RingScoops podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, I'm that RingScoops guy saying thank you. Good night. And be cool.